chafing, ham, ketchup and mayonnaise. I've packed my lunchbox. What's in yours? Tell me what you like. I don't like when you're munching on the moors. Hello, Charlie. Josh here. I think I've been forced into this one by my sponsors, the Alex Fowler Corporation. But ask and he shall receive. In terms of today, bit of an update for you. You might not want to hear about it, but you're going to get it anyway. Found myself over at the Thievely Pike Fell Race, which is in Cliverdure. I think that's just round the corner from the arse end of nowhere. It's a lovely little route, actually. Bit of an AS-style fell race. Takes in some of the Pennine Way. I managed to come back in first and bag myself a Pete Bland voucher and a bottle of mail. So you can't really complain with that, can you? But I don't think I've come here, actually, to talk about that. I've come here to talk about sandwiches. And more to the points and the comments which I made on the Facebook fell runner group. Um, I'm going to jump straight in, put it out there. It's not going to be popular, but mayo is in the motion made by the devil, the hell man himself. It's really just a condiment that's used to hide people's sins. Bit of dry meat, dry veg, dry potatoes, and out comes the mayo. It's all, also managed to sneak its way onto every single sandwich that you'll find in a shop. And as someone who's properly into bread and you just fancy a sandwich while you're out and about, it becomes a bit of a struggle. But it's something I suppose I've just got to deal with. Um, Really, I think people just need to accept the blandness in life sometimes and accept that butter is more than capable of adding that moisture you you need to all your sandwiches. In terms of something for myself, these would go quite basic. A couple of slices of Warburton's toasty bit of butter on there, a couple of slices of ham and some cheese. Um, probably got to be sliced cheese, Not can't be having any of this grated stuff. bit fancy that. Uh, if I'm feeling fruity, I might put some Branston pickle on there, um, but save that for a special day. Um, I do agree with uh, Will Boothman on the, on the emergence of uh, wraps recently. Quite enjoying a few of them. Also, a slight variation on that, I suppose, is the burrito. Do quite like a burrito. Um, but I think overall, I wouldn't really be a true northern lad if I didn't really embrace um, pocket meat. Um, I don't think you can beat being out and about, just putting your hand in your pocket and pulling out a pork pie or a sausage roll. Maybe a chip of water or two. Um, brilliant. Oh, lovely that, Josh. Thank you for um, giving us your thoughts on mayonnaise sandwiches and wraps a little nod to Bob Monk, I mean Mortimer there as well with your pocket meats, very nice and um, we, you know, I think we can all take a little bit of that deeper message that Josh has given us there almost Buddhist in you know, keep just keeping life simple I think is what he's trying to say, you don't have to overcomplicate things with mayonnaise um, also, nice one to congratulate Josh. Um, he's had a baby boy, named him Albert William, which are two very strong names in my family. Albert being my middle name, and William was my father. So love that, Bertie Holgate. Welcome to the world, and 
think Josh said I've got a new podcast listener, but um, <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll have him listen to some some better stuff to get him going. You never know. Well, there you go. Thank you, Josh. And if you would like to uh, provide us with your thoughts on sandwiches, then I would say please get in touch. You can email on on the backfootpod at gmail.com. Um, Munchie on the Moors were a lovely soundtrack. I went back to the original artist, uh, Jamie Rutherford. I, I told him he wouldn't be getting any royalties out of it, but he was still happy to to make music for you all. So, yeah, I'm happy with that feature. Lovely, uh, lovely input from Josh there. And a lovely theme tune. So, yeah, please help me keep that one going and be in touch. I suppose I'll stop boring you then and avoid you losing any more listeners. But before I do go, I'll get, I have one final thing I do want to say. I suppose it's a bit of a call-out, really, but I think you need to get that Grant Cunliffe on the show because whatever he's been eating for the past 18 months, I'm going to eat. Mayo or no mayo, just put that out there. Get him on the show and get him to tell you what his favourite sandwich filler is. Cheers. Please feel free to remove most of everything I've just said. This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. Welcome everyone, one and all, to the Shelf More Review episode and what has got to be the championship finale uh, episode of the podcast as well. So we've managed to follow the Fell Champs all year. It's been a fantastic season, it's been great bringing you interviews and little uh, episodes where we've heard from several people, sliced together a few things, and that's what we've got for you today. We've got an array of guests, a few voices, some new, some old, um, and we've even got a big interview with the race winner of Shelfmore, and it's not me interviewing. I've got a guest interviewer, so that is exciting going forward later in the episode. There's lots to cover, so I'm not going to uh, blast on for a long time. And we'll start you off with one of our favourites. Let's hear his theme tune. Hey Charlie, Nick here. It's a sunny and showery day in South Cumbria. Um, so I thought I'd give you a little bit of a rundown of this year's English Championship. I'll let you go through all the tables and who's done what because I haven't got time for that. But no, thanks to everyone who uh, took part in the English Champs this year. It was great to be at the races and see some really good quality racing and crown some uh, 
some really worthy champions. Uh, I'll let you go through the list of everyone, but in the the men's, Billy Cartwright has won overall with Ben Rothery, upgrading his bronze from last year to silver, and uh, Dan Howarth in third. And in the women, uh, it was great to see Nicola Jackson uh, win after so many seconds. Um, Vic Wilkinson in second, and Kat Taylor and Eve Pannoni um, equal in third. Um so yeah, we started off way back in February with Long Mind. I was always a bit worried about putting a February race in because, you know, it could have been snowing and five metre visibility and everything. And as it was, it was dry, it was cool, it was it was sunny, it was twelve degrees, it was absolutely perfect running conditions. Um and then there was a bit of a gap, about three months before we moved on to Fairfield, um, which again was uh, a bit bit warmer but a lovely sunny day. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it all came down to a, a tussle along the track at the bottom for the uh, for the men's race, at least. Then we moved on to Dudden a few weeks later, which was hot. Uh, it was good to go and spectate that um, up on the uh, up at the Warner Scar, see the people who were looking good, see the people that weren't looking so good. Um, then we moved on to Chapel Fell Top up in the Durham Dales, which. I feel a bit sorry for the organisers because it was it was a grim day. It made it entertaining, especially if you're Dan Howarth, never finding the summit, and you know really heavy underfoot, different kind, slightly different kind of racing to what you sometimes get on short races. Um, and again, a really big tussle on the way down. And I've seen a picture of the first four men all together in the finish field, and the women were all pretty close as well at the top as well. Then on to Sebra, which was bit showery but really yeah pretty warm and humid uh getting into mid late august um and again good to go and watch that um some yeah some really close racing with uh, the races decided on the last descent of that steep last descent of winder uh, and then all polished off at shelf moor um uh in late september uh, another really nice day in the little little village fete as well to go along with it so it was nice to have a beer and a bit of food afterwards so thanks very much to all the organizers for organizing it's a big big ask putting on an english champs race thanks to everyone for running and supporting the championships thanks to uh carlos the fra statistician for crunching the numbers on the tables and uh the only thing on this year's champs is to just say that the uh fra presentation and do is held on the Saturday, the 18th of November, being hosted by Calder Valley near Halifax. Details are linked from the FRA page or cvfr.org.uk forward slash FRA. And tickets are on sale until the 20th of October. Uh, we should be getting the names of the team medalists out fairly quickly so we can hopefully get some of them along as well. Uh, and it'd be great to see people there as we hand out the medals and celebrate a year of racing. So, English Championships 2024. So we're starting off uh, with a medium race in the Calder Valley. Uh, Tobbard and Harriers hosting Flower Scar, uh, which has been used before as both a medium and a short, and the inter-counties, I think. So that's kicking us off in mid-March. Uh, then we move down to the edge of the peak, not too far away from uh, Shelf Moor, at Lad's Leap at Crowden, which is a really good short race to... Two decent climbs and a little bit of bog across the top as you uh, run along the pipeline. Uh, and then a, a good steep descent with a bit of heather. Uh, and then a bit more of a runnable climb. You know, one of those one of those soul-sapping runnable climbs uh, on the way back before descending into the finish. Uh, then 
early May, we move on to a long race at Pendle Cluffs. Um, this is not too dissimilar to, well, it shares some bits of the full tour of Pendle race route, which is a, a classic A-long in November every year. Uh, you can't have a champs race in November, but this Pendle Cluffs race, which goes from the other side of the hill, will you know, cover some of that ground. It's been a while since we've been over on Pendle. There was a sort of 2015, 2016, it seemed like we were racing there three times a year. There were quite a lot of races around there, but it'd be good to go back uh, to Pendle. Um, and then uh, I didn't intend on this, but we, we, so we have three non-lakes races and then we move into the lakes for the the rest of the season. Um, so mid-June, we're having Buttermere Sailbeck, which is an absolutely classic course, you know, a long lakes medium. One of the probably... I know some people say it's their favourite lakes medium. It's uh, yeah, got a bit of everything. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be a really fun descent down from uh, Whiteless Pike uh, at the at the end of the race. Um, and then the long race in the lakes is going to be Wasdale this year, which is fantastic. Really good to support that. Uh, it will be the, the race organisers last year organising it, uh, which is why I wanted to get it in the champs this year. Um, yeah, that'll be a really fantastic day out. Wasdale in the champs is always always a good day out um i think the last two times i've done it in the champs it's been roasting so hope it'll be a little cooler this year and then we finish off with blisco in july a couple of weeks after wasdale so a fairly truncated season this year but you know we've had slightly longer seasons the last couple of years so this year it'll be a little bit shorter um and yeah it gives people the august and early september to go out to europe and do a bit of mountain running if they want or do yeah focus on some other bits and pieces so looking forward to seeing everyone next year and having some good races thank you for that nick a nice little rundown um and a lovely recap on the weather conditions of 2023 amazing i remember it was 12 degrees at uh long mint see i'm struggling to remember the name of the race um a little plug for the FRA dinner. Hopefully I've managed to get this out in time, but it sounded like tickets were closing on the 20th there. And a comprehensive preview of next year, the Fell Champs 2024, uh, which sound like they're going to be pretty darn good too. So yeah, that was Nick Barber thanking, you know, thanking Nick again for providing us with uh, great little bits of commentary throughout the season. Well, if Nick Barber had a good year organising the championships and providing us with roaming reporting, a man who had a really good year and also came on the podcast earlier, it was nice to catch up with him again. We've got a little interview here with Ben Rothery. Hello, Ben. Thank you for agreeing to come back and talk to the podcast. It doesn't seem that long ago that you were on your holidays and I was trying to have a Zoom call with you after you were you were quite, I'd say, pleasantly surprised with how you'd run at Fairfield. You'd come in third. It felt like a brilliant emerging performance and then you went on from there to stay well up around it at Duddon and then you went and ran away with it in a spectacular fashion at Chapelfell Top. <clears throat> that was a great one um, for us to all see. Uh, consistency continued and you've gone 
from third last year overall in the champs into second. So from me, a very well done. And what I think we'd like to hear is how has that felt? How has it felt going from, you know, turning up at the champs a couple of years ago, wondering how it would go? All right, hoping. Is it unfair to say hoping you'd be in the top 30, top 20? And then that gradual, oh, no, actually, I'm a, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Sedbert, I'm going to Shelfmore, and I'm fighting for second overall, maybe even trying to have a shot at winning the champs. So, yeah, I'm interested in kind of what it's been like as a, as a process in adjusting your expectations, really, from, yeah, let's go and have a punt at the champs to, oh, yeah, we're competing now. Have you felt a pressure when you go to races? Um, or are you just enjoying it just the same as when you first put your name in the hat? Hello, Charlie. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back on. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty pleased with the uh, second place overall after a, a good champs year. Uh, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed all the races. I thought there were six top top races, well chosen by Nick. Um, and yeah, it was a it was a, from my point of view it was a a good year. Really happy with kind of the the um, sort of particularly with the overall consistency across the board and sort of you know um getting well top three top four in every in every race uh yeah top four in every race so uh yeah pretty pretty chuffed with that um really chuffed to get the champ the the uh my first champs win at chapel fell top that was a yeah that was a surprise and uh yeah really chuffed with that one um good to get a, sort of a champs win under the belt uh not something i ever thought would happen so that's yeah uh like you asked really kind of i think the uh the main main sort of thing this year has been sort of yeah that kind of adjustment to uh adjustment to kind of feeling like i i should be going for the top you know top three top five or whatever you know kind of feeling like i'm uh yeah sort of the pressure of it but also kind of um yeah going into a race sort of yeah bigging myself up in my in my own mind to sort of think yes you know you are capable of of getting a, a top three or top you know top five or whatever uh yeah still kind of have to have that sort of taught in myself of uh you know kind of the uh the sort of um imposter syndrome of last in, last season kind of thinking that this is yeah it's a fluke it'll it'll uh it'll uh, my, my luck will run out kind of thing and sort of yeah this year trying to sort of say actually no you know kind of you know you're doing well and uh yeah you, you deserve to de- deserve to be doing as well as you do in type thing rather than thinking it's just fluke um so yeah that's been a bit of a the adjustment uh like you mentioned kind of coming from doing it a few years ago where yeah i think i did it yeah i was saying to you like 2018 was my last champs uh doing i did like four races in 2018 and came 49th or whatever it was so yeah to sort of suddenly be sort of competing for top sort of third overall or second overall uh yeah it's been a bit of a an adjustment <laughs> um but um yeah i i may i'm just enjoying racing to be honest and it's obviously it's nice when you your training's paying off and you can see the results and you can see the progression it's always nice but yeah just you know the pressure of it's only sort of pressure that i kind of i put on myself a little bit but you know i also just really enjoy it and kind of enjoy you know 
the racing and uh, you know turning up to these big fell races and seeing all the people again and uh, yeah kind of yeah, sort of pitching yourself against the uh, best chaps in the country, which is uh, what it's all about, really. So, yeah, um, it's been a been a good year. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I've already said sort of kind of consistency across the races, but I think the other other thing which has been quite nice is I seem to have um, kind of had a good a good. I'm trying to think, pretty much every race, I think I've kind of. St- sort of certainly found that I'm I'm kind of pacing it well and, and kind of working my way through uh, the field and kind of, you know, finishing higher up than maybe I, I sort of started in the first half of the race type thing. So kind of uh, having a, a good second half of, of pretty much all the races, I think, off the top of my head. Um, and like come sort of come through strong uh, sort of towards the sort of latter half of the race, which is, has been quite nice. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that's that's going to be something sort of, to take into next year of kind of trusting myself to to be able to uh you know if, if if the start's not going so well or kind of feeling a bit rubbish at the start to sort of trust myself to to be able to kind of you know um kind of get a second wind or whatever when it's felt you know, when i've felt a bit rubbish so it's uh yeah that's been that's been sort of promising to see as well um which is good but yeah uh overall a good year you also mentioned in our interview that you'd um, recently been coached by Sarah McCormack. Uh, is she a master of pre-race uh, pep talks? Is it just that she's getting a tune out of you with the training that you're doing? Uh, what do you think that has maybe been a bit different since you started uh with Sarah to what was going on before um, to help you have, you know, such a great year. Uh, yeah. Uh, sort of, I think I mentioned it on the, on the pod last time, but like um, started with Sarah kind of, I think sort of latter half of last season. Um, and that was one of those just kind of, yeah, kind of doing well, but what can I do that's better, you know, kind of how can I step it up a bit? Um, and yeah, it's been, it's. Been, I mean, it's, I've never had a coach, as, as I said, as I've said to you previously, like, and we've chatted about it before, like, never had a coach and kind of going to having a coach is, it's been a massive sort of change of kind of just like mindset as well of um, yeah, having some structure behind your training and kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, I never really did sort of sessions as such. Didn't really know what to do. I was kind of just going out and running off field and sort of pushing where I wanted to and you know doing what I thought was the right thing, but not really knowing. Um, so yeah, it's been a massive sort of uh, change and kind of um, yeah, I think the, the 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 last kind of year and a half at least has, has definitely shown like it's been a sort of obvious progression in my uh, in my results and and kind of just you know feeling feeling better and sort of you know um yeah doing doing better in racing stuff so it's it's yeah it's, it seems to be working which is uh which is good um yeah no to be fair it's, it's probably more the um the training and kind of just getting the most out of the actual uh like getting the most out of the sessions and kind of uh like targeted sessions and stuff and doing like uh, sort of race specific sessions rather than kind of uh what i was doing previously was just yeah as i say just sort of running aimlessly um yeah not probably not so much uh uh pre-race um uh pre-race pep talks um although we do tend to kind of yeah it's probably more post post-race pep talks and uh, a lot of sort of i think the other thing as well has been like nutritional strategies as well because again like i used to just sort of 
take a shit ton of gels in a pack and some of them I don't eat and some of them I might not eat and kind of not really think about it too much and that's been a big change as well so sort of uh, especially for like the longer races um but yeah equally in the sort of yeah medium and long races has has been a, a change kind of act, act, sort of actively sort of um trying out the nutrition in in training and then um yeah doing like specific sort of um nutrition plans as well for uh for the races rather than just sort of yeah aimlessly taking on gels when i'm struggling um yeah so i think that's probably been the the biggest change since since uh yeah, uh, having Sarah as my coach, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. I was running with you. Well, I was trying to run with you um, to the top of Skidor, um, and I was there when you arrived at the end of Adoni Clark's leg two of his bob as well. So you did one and two at pretty good pace. Um, there was talk of you taking Donny's crew and going on to do the whole thing. I think you sensibly uh, stopped yourself because you hadn't really prepared for it. But, um, yeah, I reckon you've got a pretty fast Bob Graham in you. Have you got any designs to do one of those? And have there been other, any other racing experiences outside of the championships this year um, that have got you thinking or are there things that you're thinking that you'd like to do next year differently? Or are you chasing that title? There you go, Ben. Have a go with those. Yeah, that was a, a cracking weekend. Um, yeah, obviously a shame that Tony didn't manage to, to get around the whole thing with his knee going. But uh, from a sort of personal point of view, the, um, the yeah, sort of doing two legs at, at a decent speed... Um, yeah, it's definitely kind of. I mean, I already had, I already had BG aspirations from even going back into when I was back in uni, but that was more kind of just wanting to get round in a sort of half decent time. But I think over the years and over the last kind of couple of years, particularly, we're sort of doing well in champs races and stuff. Of kind of, yeah, that sort of has 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 turned to more aspirations of doing something a little bit faster. But um, and. Yeah, with Donny saying it was, uh, yeah, he did sort of say to me, I think slightly kind of jokingly, but not jokingly, about taking his tracker and carrying on and just using his paces. And it did, uh, I'd be lying if he didn't say it. Uh, I thought about it for a little bit and I, I was thinking about it before he'd even mentioned it, to be fair. But um, yeah, I think it was, I, I made the, the wise decision not to, partly because I had other races coming up and I thought, I, I thought I'd probably a regret it and B Sarah would bollock me, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it was one of those I sort of thought that you know I'm I'm forty k into this thing and I feel okay, but I also am fully aware that I've still got more than double what I've just done, and I was like you know I could imagine getting halfway across leg three and then thinking oh fuck why have I done this to myself like and then feeling like I have to carry on because I've been the the knobhead that's taken somebody's paces and tracker and felt like you know Billy Big Balls that can carry on so I didn't want to sort of put myself in that situation so yeah and I also didn't want to kind of yeah rain on Donny's parade as well I thought that'd be yeah elite shit houseery to be fair so um yeah there was numerous reasons I didn't carry on also couldn't be asked as well that was the other main reason um so yeah it was uh it was nice to finish it was also quite nice to finish at nine in the morning or whatever it was having done the best part of a marathon and yeah effectively 
put your feet up for the rest of the day and kind of yeah feel feel a bit relatively smug that you've already done a you know a big big run in the uh, in the morning so yeah it was uh, it was good fun um but yeah i think uh definitely um definitely got bg aspirations as to when it happens not sure um i think yeah in answer to your question i think next year uh i think probably not necessarily well yeah going for going for the champs really not yeah i'm not gonna say any more than that but i uh yeah i'll be, be doing the championships and uh mainly just because i enjoy it obviously it'd be great to i'd be lying if i said i wasn't aiming to go for the win um you know after the last two years it sort of feels like the the obvious thing to go for but um i also just really enjoy the races and stuff and it's good good fun seeing everyone and uh you know um pushing yourself against some some top chaps so um yeah, that's probably the plan for next year, and then um, yeah, maybe depends on when when the champs races get released and all that sort of stuff, and where where they are and when they are and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, um, maybe do some European races, and um, yeah, I've got a few sort of personal kind of projecty things that I want to try and do, like sort of um, kind of have a go at a few kind of. Um, like little sort of uh, rounds and stuff in the lakes and um, like locally and stuff like that, um, that kind of thing. And then yeah, probably just um, racing where I can. Um, sort of when the in between the champs races. Um, probably and then yeah, um, probably trying. It was it was good to um, represent England again at Snowden Race. So yeah, that would be. I'd love to do that again next year. Um, yeah, uh, didn't quite go as well as I'd hoped this year with the, uh, the shorter, shorter, um, shorter route at Snowden because of the weather. But yeah, it was good fun, and uh, yeah, um, I'd quite like to see that again next year. So we'll see. But uh, it's probably just going to be a repeat of repeat of this year and the previous year in summary. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. So there you have it, from running around aimlessly to a perennial per- perennial. <laughs> Perennial Peroni, a perennial podium botherer. Well, I'll do a second take of that. So there you have it, from running around aimlessly to perennial podium botherer. That is Ben Rothery. What a guy. Uh, He's had a great year. He's given us a nice little insight twice. Sang us a lovely bit of Pulp Fiction theme when he visited uh, the pod. And it sounds like he's got plans to do it all over again. And maybe some longer stuff after that. As you can hear, and I'm sure you're delighted, my cold has improved somewhat since I uh, sent Ben those WhatsApp messages. I was going to you know, break this episode up with a poem, but I haven't quite finished one recently. So the next best thing I've got for you... I, I don't want to... Th- well, basically, I was riding along on my bike and... I had a bit of a funky gear change where it slipped and I almost slipped and I just randomly let out a noise like Aye! and this Belgian woman looked up and was like what the fuck was that and I, I remember it last year and I thought this could be something I could talk about on the pod I um, I was going over a gate um, not a gate, a stile and it was a bit rotten, so I put my foot on one side and it just went straight down to the floor. And I just went... <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, I was just wondering if anyone else finds when they're out and about thinking they're alone, doing their thing, running, riding a bike, whatever it may be, something goes a little bit wrong. Do you ever expel really odd noises? Um, If you do, you know the drill. (laughs) Email us here at onthebackfootpod at gmail.com. Maybe even you could send some noises to add to I or So there you have it, a wonderful piece of stand-up comedy for you there. Um, and a bit of comedy came my way, actually. And that was from one of my fine men who runs for Totley, who's really looking forward to this weekend's fell relays. This is Jake Lane. So I've been an absolute numpty. Uh always had in my head that the fell relays was this weekend got up nice and early this morning had a lovely drive up to braithwaite and just parked up it's like god really good journey up here braithwaite's quiet hmm. then i read steve's message of they were going to come up and camp the night before i was like ah why aren't they up here today so, I'm going to go wrecky the course. Ciao! So that was a fantastic WhatsApp voice message to receive on Saturday the 14th of October, one week prior to this weekend's fell relays, from one of my best runners, Jake Lane, who I am sure will do totally proud in my absence, provided he also remembers to arrive this Saturday coming. Right, enough of that distraction and nonsense. Back to the Shelfmore end of year champs review. So I put a little message out on the uh, Fellrunner Facebook page if anyone would like to come on the pod and give us a lowdown of their season or would anybody like to talk about sandwiches? And I was inundated. So here is that uh, inundation. I was contacted by Jamie Arkell. Uh, He is a runner from, I think he's from somewhere down near Longmind Valleys. And we got to hear how his season was and what he thought of this year's champs as somebody who was new to it. Alright Charlie, yeah, just thought I'd give you uh, my perspective on the Fell Champs. Um, yeah, just come out from someone who's got quite a lot of running experience, but yeah, I've done a few Fell races trials tra- before, um, but yeah, I've just never really entered the Fell Champs. Um, yeah, just never really got around to it, but um, yeah, so we started off with Long Mind. Um Yeah, I thought it was really great, yeah, loved that race. Um, I worked out quite well, actually, you know, I'd only moved to Shropshire maybe three months prior to that. Um, and actually, I had a chance to go and go and wreck it, but yeah, I thought, especially with it being so close, you know, I can't miss out on doing that. And yeah, it was a great, great race, but, um, brutal. Uh, thankfully, yeah, remember, remember to uh, wear my dibber for the race. Um, not sure if anyone would be as stupid to forget the dibber, but um, yeah, thankfully I had that on. Um, and yeah, I thought the first half of the race, uh, yeah, fairly. Um, 
fairly flat, a little bit of up and down, but they obviously the second half for that race was a killer, uh, as I'm sure. Well, I discovered. I'm sure. I'm sure many other people uh, discovered as well. Um, yeah, some great, yeah, up and downs. Um, and obviously, with that being my look, kind of local um, hunting ground as well. You know, since then, I've you know obviously ran around there so much. Uh, yeah, some great, great terrain around there. Some yeah, some great climbs up and down. Um, yeah, yeah, so really love that race. Uh, probably wasn't quite conditioned for it. Um, I imagine that's probably quite quite. Same for a lot of people, um, which I think is why it's a great fixture as the first one because yeah, it's early in the th- season uh, compared to when they normally are uh, for the champs races. So yeah, arguably a great test of fitness um, for those coming out of you know winter training, you know blocks of training um, of the winter period. Um, so yeah, they, you know it's a great route, um, and yeah, I thought the race as a whole obviously was yeah fantastically organised. Um, yeah, fit and tribute at the start to um, Darren Kay as well. And I think post-race, uh, the results presentation, yeah, I thought it was like a really fit and tribute. And then, yeah, I thought the organisation as, organization as a whole was superb. Um, yeah, the food after the race was, uh, yeah, really good. Um, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of people would probably probably agree as well. Yeah, having like soup and cake after a race is, yeah, definitely definitely one of the uh, big pluses. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah, obviously for a race like that where it's a big champs race, um, yeah, it is definitely uh, welcome after, yeah, quite a tough, quite a tough route, really. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed that. And then, obviously, going on to Fairfield, uh, so second uh, medium, um, second race of the Champ Series. Um, I mean, I prefer the medium races anyway. So, yeah, I only got to do two of the six just through circumstance. But, to be honest, they were probably the two that I would have liked to do to have done the, mo- the most anyway. Um it's sort of my preferred distance. Uh, you know, every, everyone sort of has a, I suppose, favourite distances or perhaps will place their strengths. But yeah, I just find the shorter ones sometimes maybe a bit, um, yeah, a bit too short. You know, a bit too much. Like, yeah, not not really get into it. And then longer ones. I don't mind the long, longer ones, but yeah, I just feel like medium for me is just like perfect distance. Um, you know, you're not having to think too much about like nutrition and fluids. Um, Albeit Fairfield was very hot, um, so yeah, I think I definitely took on board like some fluids, but yeah, didn't like, didn't really have to go over the top or carry that much, thankfully. Uh, although yeah, I said I was very thirsty after Fairfield, um, but yeah, me and me and a friend basically ended up after the race. Uh, then <laughs> thought it'd be a good idea to walk uh, the Coffin Trail over to Grasmere. I wish to be fair, you know, it, it's not like the most challenging to walk, but after we just done Fairfield, uh, I don't think we'd really you know drank anything afterwards yeah it was a bit of a slog um and especially considering the fact that uh, my friend uh, yeah jack buckley uh he'd actually fallen over during the race uh so yeah he had a bit of a headache um so yeah doing that walk in the heat over to grass me after the race probably wasn't the best idea but yeah thankfully he was okay uh, I think I'd felt a little bit sick at one point, so I think I was slightly worried from the perspective of if he'd maybe had concussion. I was like, well, I'm going to have to get, try and get him to A&E, and then we didn't have a car at the time, which was back at the hostel, so I was a bit slightly worried. But, yeah, thankfully, yeah, he was fine, um, which is always good. Um, and, yeah, I ended up, ended up beating him, probably because of that. But, yeah, I think it would have been close. But, um, thankfully, yeah, he was all OK. Um 
but yeah that's about it really um, yeah yeah, love the champs races um, yeah hopefully try and do all six next year um, try, try and f- fully commit to it instead of half co- committing to it and doing two out of the six but yeah I mean it's like anything it's just like time but um, yeah if we could do all of them next year that would be amazing but yeah they're my thoughts so yeah peace out I enjoyed Jamie's angle on things uh, it's always great hearing how people love the provisions food wise post race um, so many times when I hear people talking about what's good about fell running I hear that it doesn't cost much to open a race and you get a little bit of cake afterwards um, so you know well done to fell running for um, being cheap and cheerful I'm also glad to hear that it sounds like Jamie enjoyed his first campaign and he's planning on coming back and getting involved again so it's got to be a good review for the English Fell Champs there hasn't it um, I think he referred to himself as a middle of the pack runner so now let's go from the middle to the front with an interview that Dan Howarth has provided for us interviewing his good friend Joe Stewart Hi Joe it's me, Dan. I'm leaving this voice note in a um, formal setting as an interviewer of you. So please respond as you deem appropriate to... I'll try and keep it to five questions. Just quick, snappy responses. Please don't drone on like I'm doing now. Okay, here we go. Joe, I first became aware of you some years ago when uh, the trial for the GB team for Argentina, I believe, was held in Lamberis. And I don't remember why, but I didn't do the trial, but I was definitely following what was going on. And I saw some guy from East Cheshire runners had come second and I thought, I've never heard of him. I am annoyed that some roadrunner has just come onto the scene and taken a GB vest off a fell runner or a mountain runner, or both. Um, then it turns out you actually have done a bit of running before that. So where did your running start? Have you ever been to World Cross? Have you ever had good results at inter-counties? What are some of the the key landmarks in your development of a, as an athlete. It's excellent to hear your voice, Daniel, as always, in a slightly more professional setting. I like it. It suits you. Uh, it's nice to know you had a real positive first impression of me and uh, really respected my running background. It was a very warm reception. Uh, thanks for that, mate. Uh, yeah, uh, running, started off as a cross-country runner from an early age, born and bred. Always have been, always will be, I think, to some extent. Uh, yeah, I started fell running 2017, I believe. Uh, did a few, uh, and then somehow made the World Champs team. Oh, actually, it's the World Mountain Running Champs team. I probably should... Uh, 
distinguish between the two. I imagine uh, the Falmanin purists that uh, are the fans of this podcast won't be very happy with me if I don't make that distinction. So, yeah, that was in Pramana. A couple of years, it sounds like, before you'd heard a thing about me. So, maybe you don't have your nose to the ground as much as you believe you do. Uh, and if you're going to pursue a career in, in reporting, then I'd maybe think about improving on that skill set, uh, if I'm being honest with you, mate. Of course, recently you've uh, made a name for yourself, even more so, with success in the European mountain running scene, particularly with some strong results at lots of races. Now, rather than me list them off, what are some of these races you've done this summer? What's the experience of racing like in Europe? What's the level of competition like and how much money have you made? Yeah, spent a decent amount of the summer out here in Europe, so I'm not sure I'm going to bore you to death with every race I've done, but I'll give you the snippet highlights. Uh, started out with a good block of training out in Austria before the World Champs, May to June time, uh, which went really well. Took eighth in the uphill. Yeah, not sure how that happened, but that was a big breakthrough run from me, so dead chuffed with that. And then also did the up and down race a couple of days later, which was more of a road run, less fun, uh, but great to be part of all the same. Good experience. Uh, top to be part of a strong GB squad. And then I had to come home for a bit, do a bit of work, unfortunately. And then, yeah, back out. I just spent the rest of the summer pretty much in and out of Ryanair seats. Uh, and then just uh, dipping in and out of Italy and stuff, doing a lot of the World Cup races. Uh, for those who aren't aware, the World Mountain Association hosts like a plenty of fixtures throughout the summer. Uh, World Cup races all over the world, mostly in Europe. So, yeah, I've been doing quite a few of them. Uh, focused on the uphill ones this year. So, yeah, they've been going really well. Took a couple of wins. And, uh, yeah, so I sit third now in the standings. Again, somehow, I'm not sure how that's happened. Uh, out at the final now in Gran Canaria this weekend. So, that'll be the last one of the season. Uh, ready to battle it out in almost 40 degree heat. Uh, for anyone who's got some good tips for running in warm weather, please send them over rapid because definitely going to suffer. Uh, yeah, regards money-wise, uh, just on the off chance my accountant's listening to this, uh, I think I'll keep that stum if that's all right, Mr. Howarth. Uh, if anyone desperately wants to know, they can reach out to me. Uh, I'll be happy to share, but. Yeah, I think I'll keep that one to myself. That's okay, mate. Uh, yeah. You obviously had a very good cross-country season last year as well, finally winning the Northerns and declaring yourself the King of the North. Oh, where's it going with this? Oh, yeah. And 
after the cross-country season, I remember meeting up with you for a run in Edale and a few, about half an hour, an hour into the run, you just said that you'd been on the stair machine the day before and knowing your relationship with the Stairmaster, just what exactly did you do on the Stairmaster, not once but twice before the hill running season in the last couple of years and why? And what kind of training do you usually do? Now, you're very well known for running on lane zero at the Salford track sessions, so running on the grass. Um, do you follow a structured programme? Do you make it up as you go along? I know also you don't have any kind of GPS watch as well. So, since you're probably the strongest fell slash hill runner at the minute from Britain, should we all be throwing away our GPS watches and getting off Strava? Tell us more. I'd, uh, I'd just like to preface this answer with I'm, uh, I'm no expert, so please do not take my advice on anything running related or much of anything in general, really. So, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I've got the answers. I've definitely not got the answers, so please don't be following any uh, advice from me. Uh, yeah, the Stairmaster. Thanks for making me look like a weirdo, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> before, I mean, there's not many hills from Manchester, so I have to be a little bit more creative in my training. So I do use the Stairmaster a lot. I also use the stationary bike a lot. I think that's great for hill training condition your quads i think that's great so yeah before the season the last couple of years i've uh decided to jump on a stairmaster and uh give the everest challenge a go so i'm not really sure why i can't really provide a decent answer for you uh unfortunately but yeah just Fancied spending eight or nine hours on the Stairmaster, uh, which I'm not sure why I did the second time, but it's great fun. I'd recommend it for anyone if they've got a day off work. It's a lovely way to spend your morning, afternoon and early evening. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, make sure you pack some jam butties with you. They were a great shout and Harry Bowl strawberries. They got me right through it. Uh, I can't remember what else you said now. Structured programme, GPS watch. Yeah, again, that's going to relate to me not really knowing that much, if I'm being honest. Uh, I quite like not having a watch. I'm not really too fussed about tracking my miles, so uh, that comes into it. Regard programme, I do follow a loose programme. I think it definitely changes. Winter and summer training looks a lot different. Uh, so winter time, it'll be a lot more speed focused on the track, doing fast tempo work, uh, getting real specific cross-country training in, and then it'll probably flip after the major races come Feb time, where 
I'll focus more on the hills. And again, it's difficult, man, coming from Manchester. Like, you can't really get to the hills very often. So, yeah, jump on the bike a lot more. And I think there's different ways to develop that uphill work. I think because I've been focused on the uphill stuff the past couple of years, it's a little bit easier to train for. Uh, so, yeah, that's the lowdown. I don't know if he's expected any GMs, but sorry to disappoint you. Uh, I'm not actually that smart. <laughs> most recently, and probably most painfully, you decided that you were going to do the last of the English Championship fell races. Um, a race local to me, a race that I was targeting, and had put a lot of time and effort into trying to win after a couple of mistakes at other runs preventing me uh, succeeding in winning the Champs race this year. And, yeah, what was it that made you think, oh, I know, I'm going to come along and spoil the day for my friend Dan? And can you talk us a bit through your strategy to the race and how you felt going through the race and anything else that you believe will be irrelevant information regarding the race on the day? Thank you. It's nice to know Charlie's drafted in a completely unbiased interviewer to ask about the champs. Uh, I'm also not quite sure why you're guilt-tripping me to turn it up when you're the one that's not accepting responsibility for your previous mistakes at past results. Yeah, I mean, sounds a lot like you're projecting and maybe that's another area you've got to work on. I'm just trying to be a good mate, to be honest, Dan. Uh, yeah, and it's a lot closer to me than you, so I don't know why you're bringing that up. We can play that game all you want. Um, because it's close, I uh, yeah, I managed to get out for a few wreckies before the big race day. Uh, first one, managed to get lost in the clag somehow. Not so successful. Uh, so, thought I definitely needed to go again. Second one was a much better day, much more favourable conditions, also got lost, so yeah, just just really top nav from me on a course that really didn't need a lot of nav, so that just showcases my uh, just top hill craft really, so yeah, went back for the third time and then managed to make it round, which was definitely aided by the fact that I bumped into a local and he pretty much showed me the whole way round. Uh, shout out Ben, Ben Hartley, Glossop Dale, big up, well done mate, cheers for that. Uh, didn't really help me too much though because every line I picked I decided to just forget about and ignore uh, come race day, so yeah that was fun. Went the wrong way a couple of times but nothing too major. Yeah, the race was good. I knew we needed a gap at the top. Some of these boys, unfortunately, are a bit better at descending than I am. So, uh, went out hard. Mr. Cartwright came with me, which was a surprise, but a very welcome surprise. And, yeah, we did the fast bit. Billy was right next to us. The pack was just close to following behind and then hit the steep section and decided to put the hammer down a bit and hope I could uh, get a bit of a gap worked out, paid off and took a little cheeky look behind just a couple of times and seen a matlock vest and thought 
Fucking hell, Billy's having a good climb here. Good on the lad. Uh, and yeah, that was backed up by, I kept hearing the shouts for go on Billy. Uh, until I raised it, it was actually Dan. And I was thinking, he's not going to be very happy with that. <laughs> so yeah, and then just tried to give it some beans on the downhill. Uh, ankles were a bit ropey, but other than that, worked out all right. Uh, hit the fence or the gate, which I didn't really think about jumping, didn't really cross my mind uh, until I got there and then just walked over it pretty leisurely and <laughs> got a lot of booze. Uh, I was like, yeah, thanks for that. I'm winning the race, by the way, <laughs> but no, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And as much as Mr. Howarth likes to think he's quick on the flat and speed demon uh, pulled away from him on the flat bit as well so don't let him fool you uh, yeah so that was nice to take the win 100% champs win rate so might just not do another one now it's quite a nice uh, title <laughs> uh, yeah I'm not sure there's much else to say apart from got to try my hardest to keep you from winning the champs <laughs> And final point will be, now you're in a strong position as an international runner and as a guy who dabbles in the local fell scene, what will your targets be going forward from now? Cross country next, perhaps? Fell season next year, perhaps? I personally wouldn't recommend you doing that. Um, any dreams to go out to Europe more? Any sponsors knocking on the door? And if not, where can they contact you to uh, discuss contracts should they be interested? Thank you. And best of luck for the future. Best wishes, Daniel. Targets. Uh, yeah, like I said, I've got this last one in Gran Canaria this weekend. So after this, it'll be mountain season done and dusted. And then, yeah, probably going to take a bit of a break. It's been a long season, so... Yeah, take a week off, just chill out, and then back on the cross then. Fully focused on the speed work, get back on the mud, which I'm looking forward to. Might sprinkle, sprinkle a couple of 10Ks in there, maybe. Uh, yeah, do. don't think I'm going to do much before the new year. Might do a couple of local ones, but it'd be nice to take a bit of a break from racing for a bit, and then... The biggies are after the new year, be it Northerns, Nationals and whatever else there, cross country, so got a bit of winter. Summer-wise, not really worked out yet, if I'm being honest, mate. I need to do a bit of planning. I'm in no rush yet, though. Uh, I would like to give more of the fell stuff a go. I've been focused on the, the mountain stuff abroad recently, so it'd be nice to give some of the, the fell stuff a go. Apart from, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and qualify for the European Champs, which is early June time. So, yeah, I'm going to give that a whack. Probably the uphill stuff again, really. I'll dial that in while it's going well. Uh, but after that, just look it open. So, if anyone's got any recommendations of the favourite races, fire them away, I'm all ears. Uh, yeah, that's about it from me, I think. It's, again, nice to hear your voice and thanks very much for listening to me waffle on. And cheers, Charlie, for hosting me on the, 
on this extra special podcast. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Where can you reach out? I've, I don't know. Instagram, maybe. Joe Stewart, somewhere. I can't remember what my handle is. <laughs> uh, I'm actually a viral sensation now. I've got a big, big viral hit of me jumping in a muddy river. So if that interests you, check that out. <laughs> Uh, basically a sponsor's dream, so... Uh, <laughs> right, I like it now. Uh, nice one, see you guys later. Adios. Thank you, Daniel, and thank you, Joe. Uh, Joe's been doing some incredible things on the world stage this year, and then coming back and winning Shelfmore from under the nose of Mr Howarth there. Dan was probing Joe a little bit about his training which uh, is sounding a little bit unconventional but clearly is working so people will I'm sure maybe they'll take something from that maybe they'll be off to the gym to uh, do Everest on the Stairmaster I'd love to know where he got that idea but it's uh, just a nice example of talent plus hard work equals success so we're almost there to get on to fell running news but there's just one last person to hear from a lancashire accent a funny man opinions about fell running it's alex feller Hey up, Charlie lad, Alex Fowler here, Lancashire Roman reporter. Hope everyone's fit and well. Um, firstly, uh, congratulations to Nick Jackson. Bloody well done, winning English and the British uh, and overcoming your curse of second place. Um, yeah, brilliant that. Uh, had a few decent results locally in little um, low-key foul races. Um, several top threes further afield I had a 12th at Cloughhead in Lakes and then I had a shocker at Newlands Horseshoe I think it's just a bit too too much climbing uh, too far for me so I didn't really do very well um, rolled my ankle slash sprayed my ankle three times this year which has been pretty shocking and has um, yeah I'd say it's ruined my my year really um, third time I did it in July that's pretty much ended my running fit off-road anyway this year because um, it's quite taken quite a long time to rehab it although I'm going to have a bash at cross-country assuming the courses isn't aren't too uh, trippy <laughs> that's not suggesting people can have magic mushrooms um, yeah have a do at cross-country try and make my speed sorted so have another goal next year enjoyed watching Fairfield should have been doing it but I was injured because of ankle roll number two of three um, so yeah, not not a brilliant year, but I've still got my health. Um, on the sandwich front, I'm a big supporter of mayo on a sandwich, but I think that's about it. I wouldn't put mayo on chips. I think that's criminal. Um, sort of vinegar all the way, maybe a bit of ketchup, but not always. Um, yeah, and, and also with my with my sandwiches, I'd always have a butter pie if I've been to a butcher shop, which a lot of people think's a strange thing to have because it's just pie with potato and onion but 
you've, you're missing the point. It's got to be seasoned, and then it's fabulous. But then I do also spoil it by putting ketchup on top and picking it up and jumping on it, which people then also think strange because they believe you should eat your pie with a knife and fork or a minimum of fork, but I think that's strange. Uh, and on that note, I also think people who eat pizzas with a knife and fork is strange. Just bloody pick it up and chuck it in the gob. Um, but yeah, that's that's me for the year. All the best, everyone. Um, yeah, all the bloody best. So what <laughs> is brilliant about Alex is Alex got in touch through Instagram. I don't know if I've said this before. We, we've never met, but he's actually been a pretty good friend whilst I've been away on my tour. Um, <laughs> we've... <laughs> the voice notes he sends normally when driving and uh, are pretty excellent. They're normally interrupted by him shouting at his sat-nav, which is <laughs> particularly enjoyable. And he wanted to know what things were like. So at one point, he got a live voice note of me taking a shower out the back of my van. So, um, yeah, feels like we've bonded through this podcast. He's been a fantastic roaming reporter. I'm glad he's enjoyed some fell runs himself this year. Um, I'm sorry to hear, Alex, that you've had issues with your ankle, but um, I hope you can come back stronger. I'm sure we'll look forward to hearing more from you as the uh, podcast continues. And all the bloody best. Um, I have no idea what a butter pie is. And um, the, the pizza with knife and fork, I mean... I probably would say each to their own. It is rather civilised myself. I just, yeah, I'm picking it up. Hi, Charles. I'd just like to add that it has been an absolute wonderful honour to feature on your fantastic podcast um, and to have a semi-regular spot. Um, uh, what a joy it's been. Um, just to feature on such a high-profile exclusive podcast alone. Um, is an honour but to be able to really give my view and opinion in an open an open forum uh, that's just that's just absolutely wonderful I'm, I'm comforted and and I'm humbled um, good luck for the rest of the year and happy new year merry Christmas happy Easter uh, happy spring summer happy August August uh, autumn happy winter Oh, just see me mate Keith. Hey, Keithy boy. Um, on a separate note. And uh, happy Halloween. Happy bonfire night. Uh, Etc. All right, see ya. Yep, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so coming on to foul running news. As we heard, Joe Stewart was the overall winner at Shelf Moor. If you are disappointed you didn't win Shelf Moor, then maybe you can take some solace in the fact that Joe has ended the year as fourth in the World Mountain Running Rankings, which is an incredible achievement. It also was nice to see that Scout Adkin was fourth in the Women's Mountain Running. I know she's featured in the Fell Runner magazine, and I hope they will both continue to feature on the world stage. Talking of featuring on the world stage, it was another fine race win for Philippa Williams of Dark Peak. 
It's a nice story for Philippa after she was knocked off her bicycle last year. She was then unable to race in Thailand at the World Championships. I feel she will uh, be pretty satisfied with her four out of four championship race victories this season, also representing Great Britain at the World Championships in Innsbruck and finishing 11th at Sierra now. Either she didn't read the small print or um, about needing a long race or it was a fixture clash, but I imagine she will have her eyes on the main prize next year. Bridesmaids at Shelfmore were Dan Howarth and Eve Pannoni, uh, both familiar with this podcast and both having very solid seasons, particularly Eve emerging as a strong contender in the overall, not just the under-23s. Third was perennial podium botherer Ben Rothery, and in the women's race, this year's champion was Nicola Jackson, and... We wish her a speedy recovery from a bad fall and wrist break at Langdale Horseshoe. Sorry, but to keep things from being exceedingly long, I'm going to move on from uh, Shelf Moore. But before I do, a big well done to Steve Franklin, who finished 13th at Shelf Moore. Despite not being in full training at present, he continues to be Totley's hero. After the race, Steve texted me to say he didn't think he could have achieved what he had achieved had I not dedicated Queen's We Are The Champions to him. After receiving that text, a tear rolled down my cheek while I looked wistfully at the photo of Steve that I keep in my wallet. Anyway, overall in the champs, the uh, winner was William Cartwright of Matlock Athletic Club. Second was Ben Rothery and third was Dan Howarth. So the two Matlock chaps there and the Ilkley runner appearing from the fog between the two mighty fell runners there. Uh, Bill first, Ben second and Dan third. With Harry Bolton signing a 16-year contract with the senior men's category, it was Dark Peaks Finley Grant setting the youth alight, finishing fourth overall, um, doing some special things in Europe this year and leading the way ahead of Ben Sharrock from Ambleside and Ed Corden, his mate from Dark Peak. Steve Hebblethwaite of Keswick wins the V40s. I've heard nothing back from the FRA since I lodged my accusations of age doping, so we will just have to assume he's clean and say well done. Also, we'll say well done to Rob Jebb of Helm Hill in second and Ollie Johnson of Dark Peak. Rob went on to win the Vet 45s ahead of the Calder Valley boys, Gavin Mulholland and Carl Gray. I'm sure a few people are looking forward to those two slowing down, but they aren't showing any signs. And in the Vet 50s, ably assisted by their club mate, and I'm hoping mate, we're all friends here, aren't we? Uh, Sean Godsman. That was a clean, a, a queen, a clean sweep for Calder Valley. They must be putting something in the just men, just four men. Oh, that joke's gone. They must be putting something in the just for men in those parts. Yet to be invaded by Calder Valley, the V55s went to John Hunt of Dark Peak Fellrunners ahead of Dave Prosser of Keswick, AC and James Barron of Helm Hill Runners. Dave Prosser did win the Vet 60s and Ambleside Paul Cornforth made it a battle of the Lake District. 
They were joined by the shredded Tony Bolton, who worked his way into the top three after a great year on the Fells. The Vet 65s was a bit of a local battle. Again, Calder Valley with a Vet Elite in Stephen Moran, but he was pipped to the post by the Vet 65 winner Simon Entwistle from Pennine Fell Runners. So, big well done to Simon. And Dave Collins of Todmorden Harriers completed the podium. The Vet 70s was won by Mick Morehouse of Matlock Athletic Club, which is of no surprise to me, reading his name out almost every episode. David Gold of Mercia Fellrunners and Andy Watts of Cheshire Hill Racers taking second and third respectively. David Gold did finally get one over Mick at Shelf Moor, so I'm sure they will be battling it out again next year. On to the women's. As mentioned by our roaming reporter Alex Fowler, it was the year that the Fell Championship finally came home to Nicola Jackson after she'd been so close on so many occasions. It was an incredible show of strength from Victoria Wilkinson, not just to speak so well at Longmin Valleys back in February, but to play second overall and to win her category. Kat Taylor shared a strong third with the emerging Eve Pannoni after winning the Yorkshire Three Peaks Fell Race back in April and going on to represent Great Britain at the World Mountain Running Championships. As we mentioned, Eve of Eden Runners won the under-23s. Alexandra Whitaker was second after consistently finishing second under-23 throughout the season. And Alice Gamble was just one point behind her. We also mentioned Vic Wilkinson took the trophy for the women's vet 40s. Sharon Taylor, who is always super strong, was in second, and Anna Lupton was first vet 40 at Shelf Moor, and that meant third place was hers, and she was not sharing it. Lou Osborne was the first women's vet 45. Lou of Ambleside only just missed out on the V40 podium but got what she deserved in the V45s, taking the win three points ahead of Mel Price of Mercia Fellrunners and Sue Richmond of Pennine Fellrunners, Pithelm Hills, Bianca Dyer by just one point. Points win prizes, people. The Lou Osborne Mel Price showdown continued into the Vet 50s with Bianca Dyer able to join them on the podium this time. Lou was first, Mel was second. And Sarah Hodgson of Keswick AC, who everyone must love for organising the Hodgsons, won the Vet 55s, two points ahead of Deborah Gowans of Todmorden Harriers, where Rowena Brown of Boland, uh, she was third. She was, however, Rowena was first women's Vet 60, and she was ahead of Jane Croson of Dark Peak, and then Wendy Dodds started getting involved, coming in. in third in the Vet 60s. Becky Waite of Bingley Harriers um, held off Wendy and Pat Totley AC's very own Pat Goodall respectively to win the Vet 65s. Wendy then took the Vet 70s with three wins from three but Jan Forrester of Belper Harriers wasn't far behind. Although there weren't enough races in this category for prizes to be given Wendy and Jan's efforts are certainly worth a mention lastly in fell running news I have had some reports of men being able to urinate while running 
two reports in fact <laughs> no one sent me any video evidence thank god um but I also thought I should do some scientific uh, experimenting and I attempted to urinate off a stand-up paddleboard. Somehow it seemed to cause me to either lose my concentration or took me off balance because bizarrely I then fell backwards off the paddleboard in the middle of the lake uh, really hoping that nobody had seen my well rather special failure really so yeah apparently men can uh, urinate whilst they're running but I wouldn't recommend it off the side of a stand-up paddleboard so after that little deviation I think it just leaves me to say well done to everybody who has competed at the Fell Champs this year it's been a fantastic season with Asnick Barber said some very worthy winners and I wish you all the best and hope that you will be back uh, competing for it next year. Here is my cover and uh, yes, if, you know, it's one of those jobs I don't think I could get. But if someone said, would you like one job in the world? They're not really in the world. You know, what would you bite somebody's hand off to do? Well, I'd love to be an astronaut. And uh, that takes me nicely. I don't think I'd pass the tests, but um, they send me up into space for, for a bit of a laugh or something. Um, but yeah, and that brings me to this song. She packed my bags last night pre-flight Zero hours, 9am And I'm gonna be high As a kite by then I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Touchdown brings me round I'm yet to find I'm not the man I think I am at home No, 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 no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Burning out a fuse off here alone And I think it's gonna be a long, long time the touchdown brings me round I'm not too fine I'm not the man I think I am at home No, 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 no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Burning out his fuse off here alone Leeds ain't the kind of place 
to raise your kids In fact it's cold as hell And there's no one there to raise them If you did And all the science I don't understand It's just my job five days a week A rocket man A rocket man Think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown brings me around I'm yet to find I'm not the man that think I am at home No, 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 no I'm a rocket man Rocket man But it always feels off here alone And I think it's gonna be a long, long time the touchdown brings me round I'm not too fine I'm not the man that think I am at home No, 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 no I'm a rocket man Rocket man But it always feels off here alone And I think it's gonna be a long, long time